If you listen to the Barra Media Podcast Network, then you've probably heard of the company United Harvest. But I don't think you've heard of their subscription base. That's right. You can subscribe to buy meat. Go to unitedharvest.com. Look at their curated boxes. They already have boxes put together that you can subscribe to monthly if you want. Just get boxes of meat shipped to your door monthly. And it's like dinner forever. It's dinner for a month, 30 days. I don't know. It's a lot of meat. Check it out. Go to unitedharvest.com. Go to their curated boxes. Subscribe. Subscribe to meat like you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the meat. Unitedharvest.com. If you go and go to the curated boxes, go to checkout, type in friends15 for 15% off your first order. Unitedharvest.com. I don't even know how to remotely start a podcast. I don't know how to start a conversation. (laughs) If I could be any celebrity, I'd be Will Winner. Please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this and you still tuck your jeans in your boots, reach down, pull those bad boys out, all right? We're done with that. We're done with that. I am 97 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Next! I should have brought my recorder. I could have played hot cross buns. Is that illegal? <laughs> when our two moms listen to this podcast, they're going to be like... Yeah, our two moms. They're going to be super proud of us. Welcome <laughs> to the Keeper Pin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back um, to my uneventful life. And Maddie is sick, but she's here with us this week, so we're excited. Um, I was telling our guest for this week that I have watched three seasons of The Real Housewives in three days. So uh, lots of big things going on for us. Maddie, you got anything you want to share? I really don't have anything on the brain right now. My brain's pretty much fried from cold medicine. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, I really have nothing new this week aside from the fact that I am still sick. So I apologize for my nasally voice. I pray that it'll be over by next week. Hopefully, but more importantly, no, not that your health's not important. That sounded very mean of me. I'm sorry. But um, our guest for this week, someone that I know Maddie and I have looked up to, we've shown with forever, the wonderful Lexi Merrick. And Lexi, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone uh, who you are, where you're from, what you do, kind of, you know, your brief little lowdown. Hello, ladies. Uh, first, thank you. It is such an honor to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan of the Keeper Pen and have listened to every episode. In fact, Jenna, when you had reached out to me, I almost started over from the beginning because I remember like in your very first seasons being very passionate about what you ladies were saying. Um, so I've almost listened to them twice. So thank you. Long story short. Um, I grew up in Southeast Iowa on my family's farm and my family raises show pigs. Uh, we've had a, a boar stud and we also have a cow cap off operation and have row crop. So I'm the oldest of four girls here in Riverside, Iowa. I'm actually home right now recording this from my childhood bedroom and um, just finished putting sows in the farrowing house with my dad. So still involved here. I was involved in NJSA. I served on the junior board. I went to leadership 
camps. And that's where I met you ladies. So very thankful for the paths that were crossed and the involvements I got in 4-H and FFA. That led me to Iowa State University, where I am a proud Cyclone alum. And now I still work in Iowa agriculture. That's awesome, Lexi. And I think things have came really full circle now, especially since I've just started my job and work in the region, um, you know, Southeast Iowa region. So it's really awesome to be so close to some familiar faces that I grew up with. So would you mind telling some of the listeners a little bit about your, you know, high school, college experience and how you've progressed since then? Absolutely. Um, Maddie, we're happy to have you in Iowa. So a uh, welcome to our great state. and. Um, Let's see, my high school career. So I went to Washington High School here in Washington County. And then from there, I went to Iowa State University, like I mentioned. My major was public service and administration in agriculture. I had a double in journalism and a minor in entrepreneurship. So um, it's a really long title for really what it says is I like to be in agriculture communications. <laughs> and uh, right out of I guess in college, I was involved in different clubs, uh, different organizations. I was in a sorority, really, really enjoyed my time in Ames, Iowa, uh, had wonderful internships, made the best of friends, and continue to support the university now. Actually, I didn't move very far. So after graduating college, I moved to downtown Des Moines, where is it's our capital city for the state of Iowa. I started at a startup business. And that company was called Farm Her. I actually had interned for them for quite a few years, started the event side of the business and was able to watch that business grow as it started. I was their first employee as the intern and it continues uh, to grow and be in different parts of the industry today. And then after working at Farm Her, I got a call from the Secretary of Agriculture's office in Iowa uh, to see if I was looking for a different opportunity. And I ended up joining the Iowa Department of Agriculture. I started as a scheduler for the secretary and then moved to their communications team where the past uh, two, two and a half years, I've worked on communications for them. And then if we're continuing down in my career where we're at right now, uh, you guys caught me actually on a week that I am unemployed. So I am switching jobs next week. And I'm very excited for the next opportunity and will greatly, greatly miss uh, what I had at the department. I did some really great things and was surrounded by amazing people, but I am joining PIC, Pig Improvement Company, which is a genetics company in the commercial swine industry. So I will be starting there in next week. Well, congratulations. Um, that is, we're proud of, you know, people that we knew growing up becoming big girls because we're trying to be big girls. And so uh, that is awesome. And I want to ask a question. So you stayed relatively local to you, what you've known all your whole life. And I want to, you know, you kind of talk about that. If you ever regret not venturing out, and I know that this is on a personal basis and just kind of your thought process when picking schools and not wanting to go far from home, or if you ever look back and wish that you would have, um, kind of that nature of a question. That's a great question. And Jenna, I know you're down in Texas. And from what I've learned in asking people's different advice, I think it just depends 
on what you did. So Jenna, you're probably going to say, oh, I loved going to the South where Maddie, you and I are very much content with living in the Midwest. And I always found that I like being close to home. I like coming home for the weekends that actually, I think the longest time I've been away from home is like six weeks. Um, so that's just something that's in my comfort zone because I like being on the farm. Now, I wouldn't say I regret moving, not moving somewhere, um, but I wouldn't be against it either. I just knew there were so many opportunities here in the state of Iowa, and I've built a network to whereas I would have to start over if I went somewhere else. And I built that ne- network, uh, you know, starting at a young age, like we all do, especially being in the show ring, you get to know some really great people that actually continue to be a part of your life and can lead to opportunities down the road. So I've just always taken advantage of those opportunities here in the state of Iowa. Now, as I look towards, um, I, I value my career and then I'm actually engaged and have a wonderful fiance who has a wonderful career. And he has, uh, when we started dating, he actually lived in St. Louis and now we live in Iowa, but we do talk about uh, where our careers could take us. And I could see us following those careers. Um, but I do think we will look for uh, values and kind of the lifestyle that we were raised with when we start a family and focus on, you know, kind of settling down. That's awesome. I do. I loved my, I love me some Midwest life, but I do like to get away and especially go visit Jenna a lot of the times. So it's awesome to be able to explore different parts of the world, especially in the livestock industry, being able to go off and, you know, see new places and meet all sorts of new people. So while we're on the topic of like, I don't know, reminiscing a little bit, would you mind talking a little bit about your lifestyle in the pageant world? I know nothing about it at all. Um, Maybe Jenna does. Who knows? Maybe she wore a crown or two. She did. She did. (laughs) She did wear a crown or two in her day. I I kid you not, you guys. She was like the Chester White Princess, right? Yeah. I, Were you I the won. queen? No. She wore a crown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Lexi. I'll give you the floor. Oh, I'm cracking up. Maddie, I thought you were going to say when you said reminiscing, I thought you were going to start talking about like the dances we had in Louisville during the national junior swine spectacular. Like, mm. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was not. You guys are talking about. And- I was not going to do you that dirty, Lexi. I, those were my jam. Okay. We had the best of times there throwback, but those dances actually, I think prepared me for the pageant stage, I guess we could say. So, um, I was in dance growing up and, and served as my County port queen and then my County fair queen and competed at the Iowa state fair queen contest and actually placed there. So I guess you could say I had some pageant experience, but those were very related to agriculture, related to what I cared about, what my passion was, what I was doing. And I got to talk about where I live and my farm. So then I was at the Washington County Fair helping with the contest and Miss Iowa always came and she asked if I would ever be interested in running in the Miss America organization. And my first thought was, oh, heck no. Like that is very intimidating, something I am not interested in at all. And then fast forward just a little bit later and some convincing um, 
in some serious conversations and I actually started competing. So that was a whole new world, ladies. And I was never into fitness. I was never into working out. I grew up dancing, but performing really wasn't my thing. Uh, But I liked the socializing aspect. I liked the ability to talk, I guess, (laughs) um, and be on stage. And then I connected with so many amazing ladies who I actually still stay involved in today. And something that I really like to share, especially with uh, young people, and I guess advice that um, either someone told me or I wish I would have known when I was younger was just, it's okay to be scared and try something new. And that was pageants for me. It was not, it did not deal with animals. And in fact, people thought it was amazing that I showed pigs because a lot of those ladies that I was competing with had never even been to a farm. So when we talk about advocating and connecting with others and, and telling our story, what better way than to be in a space where people don't understand your lifestyle, but you can introduce them to it. So I don't compete anymore. I aged out, um, but I went to Miss Iowa. Um, I never won, unfortunately, (laughs) but that's okay. My friend did, and I have been to Miss America, and it was just a really great experience. I still volunteer within the organization, and then my sister Mackenzie still competes and has done extremely well. In fact, a few two years ago, two summers ago, last summer, they didn't have the contest because of COVID. Um, she was second runner up. So she almost, almost got the crown. So hopefully she'll be back on the stage here soon. You are still Miss Iowa to us, Lexi. Don't worry. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) Um, okay. This is going to be a loaded question and a two-part question. So how do you think that, um, and, and just like give it examples maybe, and how do you think that pageants helped you grow as a woman and as an ad, like an advocate for agriculture, um, kind of just let the audience know, I guess, or the people listening, um, like that in, in context, just cause I think that's such an, a different avenue that nobody does and can see it come kind of stuff that we've talked about come to fruition and the fact of like using our advice, if people actually listen to us, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put it out there. No one has to listen, but I'll answer that in two parts. So How it prepared me as a woman, I think what it showed me is that you can be beautiful, smart, and talented all together. Because those women that I competed with, they were, okay, not hardly any of them were in agriculture. Actually, my friend Emma was, and she's wonderful. But they were doctors, nurses, scientists, doing amazing things. Um, My friend Michaela is a news director in the Quad Cities and I still work with her and they're doing incredible things in this world and they are beautiful people and they are extremely talented. And that was the proof. We, everyone always says you can do anything, you know, as little girls, we can do anything. We can be anything. And the pageant system ultimately proved that to me. And I needed that confidence when, when you're going through changes and when you're having a hard time and Sometimes you just need a friend to say, hey, you got this. And the Miss America organization gave me that. Now, I was competing back in the swimsuit days. And although swimsuits aren't for everybody, and I understand that, that was actually my favorite part of the competition. And I wasn't an athlete growing up. And in fact, my hand-eye coordination is awful. And I so I never got into fitness and that swimsuit competition competition taught me how to care for myself 
and be the healthiest version of myself. And it also is a boatload of confidence rock walking on stage in a swimsuit when you know that you, you got the whole world in your hands at that point. So the swimsuit competition is no longer part of the Miss America organization. It kind of blew up a few years ago. I don't agree with it, but um, that was eye-opening and a fantastic experience for me. Um, and the second part of the question is how you advocate for agriculture. I always tell this, and um, actually, I just went to the Lackey Training Day in December down in Texas, and I spoke to their group there, and I told them this story. When, we, when I was sitting at lunch at Miss Iowa and the lady across the table from me, who in fact actually was crowned Miss Iowa, like actually later that night, I think it was, or a few days later, um, she told me she was a vegetarian. And the, in that moment, I could have freaked out or I could have said why, or I could have, you know, I could have reacted in all these different ways, but and I didn't even have to have a relationship with her. I, I could have been a random person to her and totally turned her off to animal agriculture. But I was able to have her trust because I knew her because of pageants. And we had a really good conversation. And I don't think she's a vegetarian anymore. And that's fine if she was because that's her choice. But I was able to introduce myself as someone in agriculture, and she had never met someone like that. And that truly is how you build trust with people. That is truly how you build relationships. And that is how we as agriculture connects with people outside the industry. We're not going to do it. Now, I'm a big social media fan. I, I love the Instagram and everything. But to be honest with you, we are not going to connect with people simply through social media, simply through online platforms. I know it's 2021, but we're going to connect with people face-to-face -face in, in different ways. And pageants gave me that experience. And I still, to this day, keep in touch with those ladies and have had multiple ladies sitting on our kitchen floor holding baby pigs when we bring them in from the barn because they had never held a pig before. And uh, we just invited them down to our house so they could see a pig. That is so awesome. I was thinking multiple things as you were talking. Number one, uh, Jen and I had a conversation in a podcast not that long ago, I think it was, talking about, Jenna, you remember the World Pork Expo swimsuit pick? Yeah, no, I was thinking of Hunter <laughs> in a one piece if I <laughs> tried to walk out to the Miss America pageant in a swimsuit. Jenna, I you just, need that, that tan kini that just had the flap over the front. I was cracking up. Yep. That's, what, that's what I was picturing. I definitely have a swim cap on too and like floaties because I, I mean, I can swim, but like not fast the shallow wind. <laughs> oh my God. That's all I could think about when she was talking about the swimsuits. I could not even think past. And I can just picture, Jenna, we have got to post that picture. I mean, I know you don't want to, but uh, it would be, it, we've got to put a face with the story. No. I mean, Jenna looks like she's in so much pain in this picture, you guys. I don't know if my face in 10. Yeah, I was in pain. I don't know. I don't know if my mom took it or who took it, but Oh my word. It is hilarious. She, oh my God. I just, I can't get over it anyway. Sorry. Um, well, that's so awesome that you had that experience. 
um, especially with other people that have no idea what goes on in the world of agriculture. Um, I guess while we're on that topic, like, can you tell us a little bit about your career that you're just moving out of? And I guess any careers that you've had since high school, um, how they related to agriculture and kind of tie those two together. Yeah. So I've always worked in agriculture and I've always had a nine to five job and I love it. I love, um, working for a team, a greater good an organization. So, um, my first career was a media company called farm her and I did events for them and then moved into running their social media, uh, digital email blasts, uh, marketing, all that jazz. And, um, actually had the opportunity to work on their podcast and host their a segment of the TV show on RFD TV. So really great experience. And that was all about highlighting women to make women more commonly seen in the agriculture industry, I guess you could say. So it was started by a photographer who was taking pictures of women um, working and doing things because there was hardly any representation from females, yet females and males are both involved in the agriculture industry. So I learned a lot and I could say I was able to use that when we went to trade shows. We had a booth at the Iowa State Fair and that connector piece was a great conversation starter for people outside the agriculture industry and was a way to advocate for agriculture at that point. Then I went over to the Department of Agriculture where, and I know you had um, Secretary Blaine Arthur on the podcast, and she did a great job of explaining what a state department does. So I worked for her position in the state of Iowa. Um, so Secretary Mike Nag has been my boss, um, wonderful experience. And we do everything from, oh my gosh, what did we do? I, I worked with all different bureaus on the communication side of things. I worked with the secretary on speeches, press releases, and um, we do everything from water quality to uh, feed and fertilizer, to pesticides, to climatology history, all in between. And now I'm going to jump in and be doing digital marketing for a genetics company. So I have had kind of three different areas, a startup, a government job, and then now I'll be a for-profit business that um, you guys remember at World World Pork Expo when there was the trade show and then the, the tents <laughs> on the main drag. Yep. So that company would be, the company I'm going to would have been represented there at World Pork Expo and I'll be working on events, trade show booths for them, and then their behind the scenes digital plans. Um, so I'm excited to start that venture and have a new opportunity. If you didn't go to unitedharvest.com during the holidays and take advantage of their holiday deals, there's still time, guys. There's still time. Um, you can go there, get a good deal on some meat, invite your family over again, okay? You didn't fight enough during the holidays. Bring them over, cook some meat, bring up politics, bring up religion, bring up everything. It doesn't matter because when you're eating a Wagyu prime rib it's a cure-all i promise unitedharvest.com well we are excited for you and uh i know that like he, grown up we've gone all these dances together so seeing you chase your dreams is obviously you know not only just as a podcast guest but 
friends and people who've known you forever. We are proud of you and you're going to do big things. But a conversation that you and I kind of had when we were talking about being on the podcast was about um, kids anymore, young people's kind of hesitation to talk about showing livestock. Um, And I know that I went to a really large school, not to make this about me, but went to a large school and in the wintertime when I didn't have any pigs in the barn, I kind of was a sponge and soaked up my surroundings and didn't necessarily talk about the things that I was most passionate about. So I kind of, you know, want to talk about your opinion on that, why you think that is and what we need to do a better job of as this generation and just normalizing, I guess, showing and being involved in stuff like that in a world where that's not normal, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And Jenna, when we were texting, this is a new kind of revelation that I've had thanks to actually, um, I mentioned going down to Lackey's training camp and Jackie had talked to me about that, that, um, their kids down there might be the only kid in their school that show pigs. And a lot of them, they're just, it's just not natural to talk about it with their friends because people don't understand what they're doing. And I get that. Like, I know I'm from a school that is a really great livestock community. Uh, We have some awesome families in this county that have done amazing things in the show ring, whether it be state or nationally. But um, actually, when I first went to Denver, I was 11. So long, long time ago. And I, I think I was the only kid from Iowa, which is a state that shows a lot of pigs. But back then, we didn't, actually. And I was joking with my sister Macy, um, talking about kind of our personalities and and how showing has helped build us within our careers. Um, because she's doing great things with her career. And I said, I remember going out there with my dad, not knowing a kid in the show barn, because no one was from my state. And um I met some of my best friends. And actually that's where I met Jessica Webster. And I was just in her wedding last fall, and she'll be in mine this summer. And I didn't know her. And it was, I had two options. I could sit on my show box and hang out with my dad and not talk to anyone, or I could meet kids that ended up being great friends and that I served on junior boards with. And I showed for, you know, the 10 plus years of my career. And it's okay to be the only kid from your school. And it's okay to be the weird kid showing pigs. And you just kind of have to understand that, know that, and then keep keep doing what you're doing because it will pay off. It will pay off for you because it's something good to be a part of. It's also very rewarding and it can get you to where you are in your career. And I remember at first, you know, my friends thought it was really weird. And then um, the coolest thing was I ended up uh, having the opportunity. I won Denver a few years later and my whole classroom, I was on the, the radio about my big, win at the National Western Stock Show. And a friend of mine, a high school friend of mine to this day said that was one of her highlights of high school, turning on the radio interview in the in our English class. And they listened to me talk about showing pigs because she had no idea about it. So it seems for us that did it, it's scary and we're weird and we're the only ones. But honestly, you just got to keep pushing through and you you can prove to people and just create a connection with people who will find it's actually really interesting. And I just want to turn that conversation 
for kids who are showing now to encourage them to talk about their experience in the show ring because it is very valuable and they are lucky to be able to have that experience like we know. I couldn't agree more with uh, like all of that. I guess my next question is what advice do you have? What is your biggest lesson learned as far as showing pigs or showing livestock in general has gone? Okay. So we talked all about like being a woman in agriculture and being in pageants and being a, you know, a female and rah, rah, yay, go girl power. Honestly, my biggest advice. And I think because I'm the oldest of four girls, it's just like work hard. Doesn't your gender does not depend on that. You just need to get stuff done. So (laughs) I always joke, like we didn't have girl chores and boy chores here at my house. We just had chores. Like there was just poop to scoop. And we did a lot of it. So I think that's my biggest advice is if you have a goal, write it down, work towards it and work really hard. And, and it might not come true, but I guarantee you'll be a better person working towards it. So I'm going to back it up a little second, because back to the conversation of being, you know, I kind of want to give an example again, not to make this about me, but I went to a school where there was three kids who showed outside the county fair and the other kids didn't really care about what the kids who didn't show at the county fair did. Um, And I remember my freshman year, we had just won state livestock judging, huge deal. And, uh, or I had won it. Our team didn't win to my senior year, but anyway, I had posted a picture and I was getting some following requests on Instagram. And I was like, I got to delete this picture. They're not going to follow me because they're going to think I'm a weird livestock kid. And that is so, and it hurts me to say that out loud now, but it's something that actually happened because I thought, in school, in that time when I just, you know, wanted to make friends and fit in, no one did that. And so um, I think that that's a really good conversation. I know that there's kids out there, people with parents who are listening, your kids might be going through the same thing. It's okay for them to do it. And don't, uh, don't delete your Instagram post to get followers and don't think you're weird. I'm weird anyway. But um, next question. Jenna, we're all weird too. Oh, Let's I just know. like I'm so all weird. accept. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying I'm cool. Like, no, I was the weird kid that showed pigs. Um, so, but I, uh, maybe we just are encouraging everybody to be the weird kid that show, shows pigs or cattle or whatever you show. Absolutely. I agree. But um, I want to talk about your wedding. You're engaged. You're, Maddie is so love. She's very lovey. So she's probably going to tear up talking about this. But oh, shut up, Jenna. I, I'm going to I'm gonna pretend like I don't have Valentine's decorations up in my house. Uh, let's, <laughs> it let's, is all X's and O's over here. And boogers because you're sick. But anyway. Oh, shut up. This is the second week in a row that you've told people about my nostrils. Lexi, talk about your fiance now and, and your wedding and what the future holds for you too. Oh gosh, you guys are speaking my love language. So Maddie, I'm I'm appreciating all the love that you have because you know, like I mentioned in my job, I love planning events and 2020 was disastrous for events, as you guys know. Uh, so being able to plan a wedding, like it's a little stressful, but holy cow, I am loving it because it's I've, just- I am still waiting for- like an event wedding planner position to open up anywhere in the world, I'll move anywhere. I'd literally move to China in the midst of this virus. I don't even care. All I want to do is plan weddings. 
I'm here for it. Just wait, we can go into business because um, I don't know. I, I hope I have it down pat before it comes and I don't regret a lot of things that we're doing, but um, planning is in full force. We're getting married. I think like, I don't know, we got six months to plan a wedding, something like that. Fast furious because I'm not patient at all and I'm not waiting. Um, my fiance is amazing. He's actually an agronomist. So he grew up uh, showing pigs and cattle, uh, county fair, state fair in central Iowa. So he's an Iowa boy too. And uh, we went to school at the same place. We have the same friends, blah, blah, blah. Didn't meet each other until, you know, years later. And um, I don't know. He's just the most wonderful person ever. I'm really excited to marry him. And he farms in central Iowa for a company and he loves corn and soybeans but he will travel like he's he's gone to Kansas City with me he's gone to Denver and we do not miss the Iowa State Fair actually um you know when you go through marriage prep classes you have to talk about your values and what's important and blah 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 at the top of our list is that we promise never to miss the Iowa State Fair um so he's he's great and the planning is underway we're getting married in my hometown church and then we'll have a big reception on the farm. Oh man. I love all of this. What are you going to have to eat? Okay. That's the most important thing. <laughs> um, we I, I was hoping Jenna would ask, but you know what? We're just going for I was it. Thinking about it. Oh, I know Jenna. I know. Um, okay. Also, can we just circle around on this of, I also livestock judged in high school, but I did not in college. And honestly, this food thing with the judge, it's a problem. It's awful. It's a huge problem. Yes. Um, I remember Why judging think... in Kansas City and they gave us an apple. I dropped out for a reason. Yeah. I am a yep. proud dropout. Yep. I am with you. And actually, I keep getting calls to judge. Like I got a call last week to judge a county fair. They mix me and Macy up all the time. So I continued to get calls about judging shows. I didn't. And I tell them like, no, you don't want me. You want my sister. Um, but honestly, I think before you guys take judging contracts, you should make sure they're going to feed you. Yeah. Like I, it's the judging. It is a problem. Lunch has got to go. It is. Yeah. Got to go. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm on board with that. And so we're having a buffet at the wedding. <laughs> That's where I was getting at. That's what made me think of it. And we will be serving pork and probably a potato and some sort of veggie. And then we are going to have cake and pie because dessert is important. All of my oh. dreams are coming true during this conversation. I love this episode because it's very much like the three of us is relationship our whole entire life pretty much. But all I could think about the buffet was the thousand pound sisters and Maddie and I walking. <laughs> what did she say? You don't know what it's like to be I, my size, Amy. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so awful. This is random, but no. And you know, just some advice. We don't talk about relationships much on here a lot, but What's your advice to any young girl who's looking for love or anything you got about relationships? Because, I mean, we're hopeless romantic. Oh, Maddie is. I, I have a few feelings now. 
<laughs> actually, I think, I think you're right, Jenna. Like I actually in college had a boss talk to me about relationships and I am so glad she did because had I followed, you know, my college shenanigans down the path, like some of the boys I would talk to, woof, my life would be drastically different and not in a good way. Right. And I think it's okay to, you know, I'm 20. I just turned 26. So I wouldn't say like, I, I don't feel old, but I'm not right out of college and I'm in the perfect place to get married now. And I love it. So you don't have to get married right out of college. You don't have to have a boyfriend in college. And I just think like waiting to find that perfect person is something that we should all talk about and think about and be okay with God's plan. Like there is a plan out of your control and it will all fall into place. And I remember sitting downtown Des Moines alone at my apartment with a new career in a new city thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find anyone or I'm never going to be happy. And like, you will. And your life changes for the better. And you just continue to grow. And then, uh, you know, a few years later, I I met Charlie. And I'm not saying it's all, you know, roses and all the all the happy things all the time. But honestly, it's pretty wonderful. Well, we are so happy for you. And I know I've said that numerous times, but I agree with you. It's totally um, God's plan. And I think that anymore, same with, you know, kind of, I'm sure you felt that internships, school, uh, what am I going to do with my life? You can plan it out. You can try to, you know, wedding planning, you have a little more control of, but if last year taught us anything, it's that nothing's ever going to go as expected. So not to crash and rain on your wedding day parades and tell you your buffet is not going to work out because hopefully it does, but uh, big things like relationships and internships and jobs and where you're going to live. Uh, you can have it down to a T and it's going to go upside down and become an I or a V or something completely different. Oh yeah. And honestly, like if you would have told me a month ago that I'd be switching jobs right before my wedding, I would have said you were crazy. Like I didn't think I was ready for it. And I surely didn't want to switch jobs, you know, in the middle of planning the biggest event of my life. Okay. That's dramatic, but let's be honest. Sometimes I am. So, you know, you're with me, but it all worked out and it was just the right, right opportunity at the right time. And I'm going for it. And, and it's okay. Also, I'm hoping here's my funny story on my wedding. We get on our marriage prep class. Everything's online because of COVID, but we actually don't live in the town that we're getting married in. So it works out. And the deacon asks if we can change our date. Mind you, I have like down payments, save the dates ordered, like everything planned for this date because it's the town festival and Riverside's a town of like 600 people and it's Trek Fest because we are the home of Captain Kirk from Star Trek and there is a parade and a celebration in the town and all these people come in dressed as Star Trek characters. I've never even seen Star Trek, but that happens in our town and it's the day of our wedding. So I already had my heart attack, freak out. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So I'm hoping everything is smooth sailing from here. And no, we did not change our date. We are just getting married later in the day. But if a Star Trek character shows up to our wedding, that's why. I pray they do. That would be badass. (laughs) 
I have personally never seen Star Trek, but I think it would be legendary to have a big group photo or, you know, you could ride in the parade. People would love that. Is, is have, that not the most random thing you've ever heard about a wedding? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, you can't even make that up. Like, that no. festival day for wedding, you have to push it back. Guys, Charlie looked at me like we're on Zoom with the deacon and my heart stopped because he said, do you think we could change your date? And so he put the deacon puts it on mute and goes talk to the priest. And Charlie looks at me and goes, are we going to have Star Trek people at our wedding? And I thought at that point the engagement was over, right? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to explain this to someone. Yeah, I'm. I probably would have hung up on the guy. Honestly, like, are are you kidding me? Do you know what you're asking right now? Like, this isn't pecan versus apple pie, sir. This is a date. Like, it was just no big deal. Oh, just switch it over, even though it's just six months from now, right? And he. Maddie would have fought, like, made them move the parade. She would have called someone <laughs> and said, move the parade. She would have got whatever, like, I don't even know. If- I would have asked for restraining orders against every single person in the parade. You oh, I, I freaked out. Like, it was, I held my composure. You know, it was fine. And then, thank goodness, the deacon I know well because he was there when I was in high school. So by the end of the call, he was kind of joking with me and was like, good thing we got that figured out. And now this is the only hiccup that's going to go, you know, like a, a good old nice guy. And I was like, oh, thank God this worked out. I don't know. It, it's just the most random story we could probably not have made up. Yeah, I just can't wait for the guests to show up who aren't, who might not listen to this and aren't aware of the Star Trek. And they're like, what in the hell is this place? Like, Star Trek, yeah, thinks your wedding's the after party or something. Right. Like, we're not going to go to the bar in between the church and the reception because we don't want to bring anyone with us. Like, we can't. It's too much of a risk. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you would have just tag-alongs with their yep. costumes on and everything. Yep. So TBD, um, Paige Wallace Arnold is shooting our wedding, and I'm so excited. And she messaged me and said this is her first Star Trek wedding affiliate, you know, thing she's ever done. So um, TBD on how everything turns out. But, you know, the vendors were warned. We're all pumped. I should maybe watch Star Trek before the wedding because I've still never seen that either. I will give you a thousand dollars to wear a Star Trek outfit down. <laughs> no, nope. I like my dress too much, but that is tempting. Don't don't tell Charlie. He probably would take you up on that. Oh my goodness, this has been so much fun, but. Lexi, do you have any parting words of advice on wedding planning, uh, advocating for agriculture, pageants, anything you want to say uh, to the audience before we wrap this up? Well, thank you. It has been awesome. And I think the thing I would love to get across, and I think you ladies do this so well with the Keeper Pen, is just uh, keep supporting each other. Agriculture is a small community, a small industry. Um, as females, it's important that we lift each other up and support each other. And um, if there's ever anything I can do for, you know, Jenna and Maddie or anyone listening, 
uh, please reach out to me. I would love to. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of this wonderful community and watching you ladies continue to grow and do great things. So thank you. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on with us. And we cannot wait to see the behind the scenes footage of the first ever Star Trek wedding. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I love totally, you. Totally, totally kidding. Bye, guys. Are you tired of being ugly? Are you tired of wearing boring clothes? Did you finally throw away your rock revitals? Revivals? Well, head over to the Stock Market Boutique. You will get. New jeans. Thank Jesus, okay? And they're flare, so you can't tuck them into your boots, which we're excited about. And then you'll put a cute shirt on, and you'll just be ready to go. That's the Stock Market Boutique. And then you're going to go, and you're going to use the code TKP10, the Keeper Pen 10 abbreviated, obviously. And you're going to get 10% off your order. And then you're going to wear it around. And you're going to tag us in your pictures. And we're going to just hype you up like we always do and you won't be ugly anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. check it out and that's the t sis and that's the t <laughs> <laughs>